Hey everyone, welcome to the Midweek Podcast presented by our friends at Yoshimura R&D. I'm joined today by some really important people in our sport, new to our sport, <laughs> sort of, I guess, I don't know, uh, John Lavelle and Trevor Wright from Loma Linda Health Hospital, yep. University Hospital. Loma Linda University Health. Yeah. Okay, so uh, if you've been a keen-eyed fan, you've probably noticed the Loma Linda uh, logo on the Red Bull KTMs, just beneath the seat above the airbox. Yep. I remember when I saw it, I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What is that?" <laughs> you know. And uh, lo and behold, you guys are sponsoring the race team, the factory race team. We are. So, uh, I guess first of all, you're the CEO, right? And you are in business development. Or... Yep. Okay. How how did how did Loma Linda get involved? with Red Bull KTM. Go, go ahead, John. Uh, I, I'd say it started a couple of years ago with a, you know, doc, you know, you know Paul Ryman, Dr. Ryman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a quite notable orthopod in the area. Yeah. Um, made some introductions um, through KTM and myself and just kind of got some small talk happening. And then the time came where he uh, got us all together for coffee and said, you know, we have great a great hospital here in Marietta through through the system of Loma Linda and mm-hmm. KTM obviously is a very reputable company in the moto world that and Ryman has put together almost every top rider at some point. I'm sure he's touched him at some <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. And it, you know, it made sense for two amazing companies to talk and see if there's any collaboration that could be done, especially from my perspective in a sport that needs great healthcare the most. Mm. Uh, so um, that happened and immediately I called Trevor and was like, Hey, we have this opportunity to sit down and, talk about collaboration, relationship, or something that can be done. And uh, the rest evolved to what it was pretty quickly. And, and I grew up riding, mm-hmm. love motorcycles, love motocross, uh, KTM top company, been a KTM fan. And so when John brought that to me, I think being a rider, you know, just as a recreational rider, but loving the sport for so long, and knew what healthcare and, and motocross, as John said, with two top companies i mean we we provide a lot of care for riders and i care a lot about the sport and and thought there were some things that as we got involved as a as a healthcare system that we may be able to to assist with and 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 we're trying to do that nice so uh there's two loma linda hospitals correct there's murietta there is or is there more than two there's six campuses four hospital licenses and there's there's four hospitals in loma linda proper Mm -hmm. um well five hospital campuses in loma linda proper and then the marietta hospital here is the sixth campus Mm -hmm. so i've been to two of them okay (laughs) (laughs) um okay so let's back up a little bit let's find out like as dirt bikes is why all three of us are here in this room right right absolutely tell me your dirt bike stories so I grew up in Texas in, in Fort Worth and, uh, you know, my parents were, were avid anti-motorcycle mm. people. And they said, if I could, you know, I wanted a motorcycle and said, if you can buy it, you can have one. And so I started working when I was nine years old to buy, to buy a motorcycle. YZ80 was my first one. And then wow. I, uh, got, a, had a couple of friends and one who was older that, uh, kind of race. And so I spent all my youth really working just to ride dirt bikes and in inner races. And, you know, I mean, just kind of the average weekend, you know, kid loving to ride and, mm. and go to races. That's awesome. And currently you're, uh, well, currently I get, so now I have uh, kids, I have an eight year old son and we moved here eight years ago. Um, and you know, this is, this is the Mecca. I mean, this is the epicenter of the yeah. motocross world. 
Um, and so it really brought me back in full force. And so I bought a, a KTM SXF 350 and now I have a 450 and I've got five KTMs in the garage and kind of all back in it and oh, nice. getting my son growing up oh. riding now and, and he loves it with a passion. And so it's just, I mean, it's awesome. Okay. So you said you have a 350 SXF. I, I, that was the first one I got. Now I've got a 450 factory okay. edition. Yeah. See, I, I, I am a, in my van, the one I just rode, the bike I just rode is a 350 SXF. Okay. I, I describe it as baby bear's porridge, right? It's not too hot. It's not <laughs> yeah, too cold. Right. It's just right. Like, especially yep. for me, I'm 54 now. Like It's got just the right amount of power. It's not too yep. much. And, but man, the 450s are burly. The thing I like about the 450 for me is just that it comes on so much lower. You know what I mean? You can yeah. almost, the, the 350 kind of feels like it wants to be ridden more in the mid range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, but you're faster than I am, Don. So, oh, it's, you're you know, you're no, I'm sure that. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, similar story, you know, I, you know, I grew up in the same city that Trevor grew up in, in, in Texas. And uh, my first dirt bike was a PW80 out of, oh. it was called Cowtown Yamaha. In, I forget if it was in Fort Worth or Arlington, but it's um, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, okay. Um, got that bike, and that kind of evolved into a KX80. Started racing at Lake Whitney, uh, raced Moser Valley, Village Creek, um, through high school, a little bit of college, and then that retired quickly because it just wasn't that fast, and it was you know hard getting hurt, and that turned into what was you know GNCC or cross country racing until I left yeah. Texas to come here, and same thing, kind of just started riding the hills, single track. Uh, stay in the sport as much as I could. Had a 350 uh, EXF or EXE, I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, got rid of that and proud to say I'm the new owner of the uh, 2023 690 Enduro. Oh, wow. Just picked up. So really one. looking forward to getting that one in the hills. Okay. Did you guys know each other previously? Because how crazy <laughs> that you from the same town in Texas? And you-, <laughs> you want to talk about the... the yeah, go ahead. Type, I guess. No, go ahead. You know, the the hospital being faith-based, it's 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 it's... You know, obviously affiliated with the uh, Seventh Adventist Church, and so mm-hmm. um, we both went to the same elementary school and okay. high school, actually, and um, didn't know Trevor, but he knew people that I knew, and vice versa. Um, small world, yeah, very very small world in that that regard as well. Wow. So. Okay, well that's awesome. Yeah, um, it's great that you guys both still ride and, and avid participants, and yeah. you know it's funny because every time I've gone to the hospital, right, it's like. You're always waiting for a nurse or someone to go, oh, you ride dirt bikes. Ah, that's what you get. Yeah. But here you guys are, two very important people at, at a very prominent hospital in our area, and you ride motorcycles. Um, why, why, do, why do you guys think that healthcare professionals at times poo-poo you went for riding dirt bikes and getting hurt? You know, that, it's, it's a really good point. And actually, it's one of the things that, that's really important to me. Um, we, we actually have, I mean, from where we're located, you know, we, we get a lot from Glen Helen and from all the tracks. And we've got... Mm-hmm. A number of healthcare professionals that ride. In fact, our chief of medical operations, his father-in-law owns Glen Helen. So we've got motorcycle people throughout. <laughs> the roots run deep. Right. Yep. So we got people throughout the system that are really passionate about it. And and I think that helps some of the ethos somewhat in our system. But part of the reason we wanted to get involved from healthcare is that that's been the experience of a lot of riders, right? You get hurt, mm-hmm. you go to the hospital and somebody's going to say, well, you've been riding motorcycles, so that's kind of what you get. And yeah. You know, it's kind of like any other sport that people are passionate about. There's always the, the potential of getting hurt, but we don't do that to baseball players and we don't do that to, yeah. you know, other, other sports. And so part of it is a little bit is trying to say, you know, 
to the motorcycle community, listen, the healthcare is not all just anti-motorcycle. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a, a strong contingent in Loma Linda University Health is, I'd say, somewhat at the forefront of that about we care about the community and we believe that, you know, anybody who's passionate about things that they do, I mean, we're there to provide care for them regardless mm-hmm. of what that is. Dr. Brad Baum, are you familiar yes. with him? Yeah. yeah. Very, very good friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, he's I've he's known got a him bike for- in his truck. Every day he's parked at the parking lot. He's yeah. got his 501 or 350 in the back. You know, you I've know, been, right. yeah, I've been good friends with him for well over two decades. And uh, do you remember there's a point when he quit riding motorcycles? That'd be before I came here. You... He, it was because he was, you know, he's got this amazing house, right? Yeah. So he has a uh, non-attached garage and he was riding one of those Razor scooters oh, too. No. Oh. And he crashed <laughs> and he broke his elbow real bad or something. And so he's like, oh, I can't get hurt. So he quit riding his motorcycle because he crashed his scooter. He crashed his razor. <laughs> so it lasted a few years, but then he got a new bike, and I helped him trick it out and stuff. Yeah. But man, that guy—I ride mountain bikes with him as well. And uh, I think I, I think I may have been a contributing bad influence to the reason he broke his neck a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, I remember, I remember up at that. Mammoth. Yeah. Yeah, because he was at Loma Linda when that. Yeah. yeah I just that, came. Yeah. I just came home. We we're talking about the trails, and we we're talking about the trail specific trail he crashed on oh, it's easy you can do all the jumps <laughs> and the next thing i know oh man he broke his neck <laughs> but yeah amazing amazing guy yeah he's been there for me and both my daughters and all my friends and co-workers but uh yeah Lo- the loma linda name for me it means a lot because i've been fixed quite a few times there well i i hope you know, that, that we not only, you know, gave you great health care, but also treated you right. I mean, yeah. those are, those are the things that's important. In fact, you know, this, and, and actually part of the, the reason for partnering with KTM, I mean, one, I, I think them choosing to, to keep their North American headquarters in California, in Marietta, yeah. uh, is a really huge, is a really huge statement and, and a, a huge boon to, to this area. But also is to educate people who come to the hospitals. Like if you come to the main medical center, if you come to the Marietta campus, you'll, about the display. you'll see a display with yeah. the, the factory edition there and, and kind of some verbiage behind it a little bit about the why, you know, it's here and what that means. And okay. hopefully people who don't know motorcycles or don't, you know, see that and, and start to have a little bit of connection, or a little bit of understanding better about kind of what it is and why it, you know, why we think it's important to be partnered together. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we all know because we ride and we're associated with, the competition side and the racers. I mean, you know how clean you have to live to be a, a successful racer and stuff, but it's like, I feel like at some level, we're still fighting the old stigma of the, uh, the outlaw motorcycle yeah. riders and stuff. <laughs> yep. And then like, I get super bummed when I see people on motocross bikes doing stupid things. Yeah. And uh, like I, I do a weekly vlog, right? And one day I'm riding my mountain bike and some guy comes around the corner on a dirt bike. Oh, wow. And I'm all, look at this dirt bike dick. And then these guys are commenting on my YouTube channel, like, why aren't you a dirt bike dick? And I'm all, no, you're a dirt bike dick when you're doing something that's giving motocross a black eye. That's right. This guy's riding on a trail where he's not allowed to ride and he's doing burnouts in front of hikers and mountain bikers, you know? So, I mean, even things as simple as like, you know, when you wash your motorcycle in the street, you know, well, in front of your house, yeah, you want to stir it up and shake the water out and stuff. But riding up and down the street, I even get bummed at that because it's like, how many of your neighbors hate dirt bikes because you're riding up and down the street on it, you know? Well, unless you ride dirt bikes, you're going to hate that noise and yeah. that attention. Yeah, you, you have to be, I feel that we, as motocross riders who love what we do, we have a responsibility to properly portray our sport. 
and not give us black eye, right? Yeah, and that's the, a great way to do that is advocacy, like you just said. You know, be on the trails and and just be that good writer out in the community. You know, be that mm-hmm. person not giving people middle fingers or you know <laughs> <laughs> driving huge lifted trucks, jumping curbs, and just doing stuff that historically was a stereotype. I think yeah. um, that this area. I mean, we have a huge population of riders here that mm-hmm. you're going to get everything, but I think you're going to see a lot more people doing the right thing and wanting to heal that image. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, 2023 is when your logo showed up on the bike. How long has it been in the works? Did we cover that already? No. Um, actually it was one year to the month that the first coffee conversation happened between, uh, Dr. Ryman, uh, my administrator at the hospital, um, Roger DeCoster and John Hines, the CEO of KTM, one year and a month until the contract was ink on paper mm-hmm. for, for that first year agreement. So, And I became CEO in December of 2021. Mm-hmm. Wow. Made things so not too quick. long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, uh, I, I mean, I know it's probably confidential, but I have to ask, what does sponsorship of a race team involve? For What perks does KTM get out of this? Yeah, you know, I, I think some of that, it, it's a little bit of an unusual sponsorship, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think most of the sponsorships probably are some, you know, typical promotion and a hope that you get some additional customers from the sponsor side mm-hmm. and then the team gets gets some money. For us, you know, I think you'd want to ask, you know, Roger and John, um, you know, their view. From our view, you know, I think what it what it does is help bring two great brands together, but also say that healthcare... Healthcare in, in, in motorcycling or, or this sport, there's a lot that we can help bring. Like we're talking with Road to Recovery about some things that we can do that may be able to, to, mm-hmm. to assist in kind of some of the function of that. So for our side, some of it, from my viewpoint, is about trying to, to provide some support overall to the industry um, as opposed, you know, it's kind of aftermarket in the manufacturers and kind of some peripheral. And I think that there are some other people like healthcare that could, could be involved in a different way. You'd want to ask KTM their view as to why it was important. I think John can probably speak, you know, better to that because he's had more conversations with them for a longer time over this. But, you know, I think it's, I mean, Loma Linda University Health is, is a, a very high quality healthcare organization. That's really important to KTM. And so if there are things that we can do from a healthcare standpoint that benefit KTM, they want to be, I think, involved with an organization a that cares about the sport, mm-hmm. um, and is a very high quality is a, is a quality focused organization. Mm. From from my on that to add to that, I think it's really awesome to see great brands aligned together because when you look back at the early '80s, early '90s sponsors of Camel cigarettes, you know the beer, <laughs> the beer companies sponsoring events that, as you mentioned earlier, the writers are are much more in shape and fit than you ever would think from, from this organization. They don't get the, the clout that they deserve, I think, with uh, how much hard work they put into being healthy and fit. Uh, so I thought, you know, having hey, the company I, I love and work for be part of that as a forward-facing promoter of health, I think, is, is, is my first uh, preference in that. Not to see Doritos or Mountain Dew, you know, be yeah. part of it. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but if you have opportunity to put... Yeah something that is a little more fitting, I think, for the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this, I hope it goes further. I hope it, I hope it catches on in, in a way that could help benefit the writers and the companies involved in making the writer's experience better, healthier, and safer. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first saw the logo on the bike, uh, 
I think it was the team intro. You guys were probably there too. Mm-hmm. But I was like, hey, I talked to Aaron Plessinger. I'm like, hey, Loma Linda, you, you get like free health care? He goes, mm, man, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. But uh, have you guys got to interact with the race team much and meet the riders and, and all that? Yeah, I think yeah. more so me because I live here in Marietta, very close yeah. to the hospital and very close to the, the shop, obviously. And we we brought all five riders um, up to the, the children's hospital, our new hospital up north in, San, in uh, Loma Linda. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got to do a whole tour of, of that facility and obviously Marietta. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like to go to the test track whenever I can. And Roger always texts me, hey, we're doing this today. You going to come out and watch? Or, um, you know, it, it's been cool to develop that relationship and, and their trust for me to help provide you know recommendations or get them in for healthcare if they need it so mm-hmm. it's been nice have any of the riders uh taken advantage of the relationship like come for a nagging injury or some sort of uh, pt or anything can't give specifics but yeah I mean, we've been able, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we we've been able to help uh a few of them in in really good ways i think that, that they took positive experiences from being uh having services yeah. and, mm-hmm. and taking care of them so Okay, it may not be either of your departments, right? But like, out of the thousands of patients that roll through the ER, you know, every month, or what percentage would you guess are dirt bike related? You know, Greer's right behind Loma Linda. So it's always mob you know, bikes. There. If, if 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 you give it, uh, you know, how much are two wheels? Yeah, it would be a guess at this point, but um, it. Well, what do you think it is in Marietta? Because I can tell you, main campus you, okay. probably better. I mean, at least one or two a day in the ER coming yeah. through for some type of ailment or, you know. And that's about 1% yeah. or so. Mm-hmm. And it's probably about that um, at the main campus. Although, interestingly enough, I think if you were to split out mountain bikes and motorcycles. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe not just mountain bikes, but um, cycling, you know, road yeah. bike as yeah. well. I would say the produ- that probably 60% of them are associated more with bikes than motorcycles. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny. is I'm... I'm nuts about mountain bikes, right? I got really into it about eight years ago because my doctor is like, yo, you're super fat, cholesterol, blood pressure, uh, blood sugar. Take these pills. And nope. I was like, dude, I'm a motocross racer. This is like the toughest sport in the world. And he goes, you must not be very good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But wow. so I took the pills for a couple of days and was like nuts to this. And I got a mountain bike. Yeah. And it's completely changed my life but i'm crazy about it right so i tell people well dude they're like all you do is ride mountain bikes now and i'm like well cycling is good for your health because it makes you in shape and motorcycling could be hazardous to your health and that's just kind of like the the joking around (laughs) uh the excuse i have right well on a mountain bike, I've broken a collarbone and broken my neck. The, <laughs> in the yeah, last three years. So. I mean, you're going super fast, and there's skinny tires, and yeah. it, I mean, it goes sideways. And you're basically quick. naked with ice yeah, chest on your head. Exactly. With rocks everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so you talked about Greer being close to this Loma Linda. Yeah. The main campus is right near Holdercrux. Is another one of my favorite places to ride. So, do you guys either ride mountain bikes? You know, I I. I wouldn't even characterize what I do. I mean, I have a mountain bike and I ride in Mammoth, but I do like mostly the cheating thing where you take the lift up and you take mm-hmm. the trail down, oh, you know, that's a lot so, of fun, though. but it, it is, it's fun. I love that. Yeah. Being local here to Greer, obviously I've been, I have a mountain bike as well. I would not call myself a mountain biker, but I've been with, you know, every one of my friends that does it, you know, very, very often. Um, mm-hmm. It's, if you haven't been to Greer, it's, it's pretty amazing back there. 
Um, I was actually on the Marietta Planning Commission when we that whole place got annexed by the RCA, uh, and we were able to you know save some of the trails nice. with some yeah. some some zoning and some some map overlays with Lapaglia, uh, Michael yeah. Lapaglia, if you didn't know that. And um, I'm, I would really happy to see that it stay because any given day of the weekend you go there and it's it's become quite the the hot spot for mountain bikers. And, yeah. Um, it's got a good feel to it now. It's got, yeah. it, it encourages people to be outside and yep. go walk mm-hmm. around. And I think uh, it's, it, it's a really cool thing for the, for the area to have here. Yeah. There's a really uh, dedicated group of guys that build those trails and maintain them. It's, yeah. it's pretty impressive that that's there as a resource for guys. I, I used to live in Aliso Viejo. So like the Laguna trails, top mm-hmm. of the world, um, all those were pretty amazing. And that used to be like the, the Mecca of mountain biking here, but, I think Greer is, if not a close, a close first tie. It's definitely um, one of the top spots. In you look California. at the size of the roads on the weekend. I mean, you can't find it's, a parking spot. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually park at my my partner's house. Oh, uh, my video guy. Yeah. He lives not too far, and we ride two miles to the trails because too many cars there. Yeah, yeah. You I know. live so Greer Ranch, and you can get there through several. Yeah, I mean, not yeah, supposed yeah. Are to. Are you but, in Greer Ranch? Well, I'm right outside Greer, so okay. I can I can just do a little jog up the mountain and get there if I need to. But uh, it's very close to my house where I live. So nice. Those, nice. That whole trailhead. Okay, so uh, say there's people listening to this podcast or or watching it. Say they live in the Inland Empire. I mean, well, I've got a PPO. Like I pay for the best insurance I can right. get because I guess mostly because when I get hurt, I can call Brad Baum and go, Hey, can you see me? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> he gets right. Me right in. Right. But, uh, how do people choose to come to Loma Linda or, or, I mean, I guess it depends on your insurance or. No, we, we take all insurance and we still have people that don't have, you know, that don't have insurance. I mean, Medi-Cal is prevalent in California. We, mm-hmm. we see everybody. Okay. Most people come to the emergency department, but. I mean, we see literally everybody. If you come to the emergency department, it may be a wait nowadays. I can tell you that. Yeah. I mean, hospital is super full, but we see everybody. We, I mean, to, to further, we can't not see people. When they, you show up and need help, I mean, it's our obligation to take care of the community here. And, yeah. Um, the, the PPO, Medi-Cal, Medicare issue, it's, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter to us. You know, I want to say, oof, dating myself here, back in like 92 or 90, 93, I crashed at Glen Helen, and my bike hit me, and I broke nine ribs and collapsed my lung. Yikes. And ambulance took me, and I'm all, where are we going? They're all, San Bernardino County. I'm all, no, (laughs) take me to Loma Linda. (laughs) But they took me to county. It was like, I don't know if it was a contract or how does that stuff work? It must have been. So my guess would be is that the ambulance company that was contracted there at Glen Hill at the time was, was contracted to San Bernardino County. So I ended up at County. Yeah. And I mean, this is just my theory. Okay. And you could shoot me down if I'm completely wrong. Right. (laughs) But I'm in there and I've got full insurance. Right. But I, I remember, uh, after getting the chest tube and everything and really coming to, I was in a room with four guys that were handcuffed to their beds. They're like criminals, right? And then they kind of figured out that I had insurance and then boom, I was in a private room. Mm-hmm. But they, I felt like they kidnapped me because like they tried to keep me for two weeks for a collapsed lung. And I called my uh, called my primary care because I lived in Pasadena at the time. And I'm yeah. like, you got to get me out of here. 
And so he called and I had a home nurse do my IVs and all that. But it was just crazy. Like it was like, cause most people in a County hospital are, you know, unable to, to yep. pay for their services. Right. So I felt kidnapped. Like, Oh yeah. That would, that, I, I would have felt the same way. I mean, it was interesting. It just, you know, I, I don't, that particular circumstance, I don't know, but I can tell you that they contracted. So the, the rules governing kind of ambulance and transport now are somewhat changed. So as a patient now, mm-hmm. Um, if it's equidistant, I mean, you can say, I want to go to this well, hospital. You can. And that absolutely right. And it was different, you know, I mean, that's, you know, 30 years ago when we were young and there was really not, it's kind of the wild west in rules in terms of healthcare, et cetera. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> it's funny. Cause when I'm, when I'm with, uh, with Brad Baum, I like, I want to ask him all these questions, these yeah. medical questions, but I know I'm like, I hold back cause I think about it and I go, well, when I see my buddies who like, you know, aren't working in the industry or whatever. And all they want to do is say, what's, uh, what's Cooper Webb really like? Or what's <laughs> yeah, this? Right, and that's right. like the last thing I want to hear. So yeah. it's like, I go, okay. so I always refrain yeah. with it, you know, but, uh, but wow, it's such an exciting, uh, uh, relationship between the hospital and, and racing. It's, I don't think there's ever been like a healthcare. No uh organization involved in, in motocross supercross racing yeah this that's is, right this, this is this, this is, is the first absolutely the first one yeah so are you guys satisfied and happy with the relationship that's uh, been established oh yeah I, I mean i i think we're really excited about what is yet to come because both sides are still trying to figure a little bit out about how we can i mean it's good but what could it really be mm-hmm. so you know at least from from my perspective i mean i'm i'm as i'm more excited about what's to come as it develops Mm-hmm. Um, and this first year, you know, we're a few months in has been fantastic. Yeah. I, uh, agree with him completely. I, I have a lot of ideas that I want to try to get across the finish line and, and I feel ecstatic that this, we're even as far as we are now. And I think it's, it's yielded some awesome relationships and some, some potential for future things that I think is, it's going to be amazing, uh, from my own perspective. Now, do you guys see branching out into other teams or like the other, other fingers of the KTM group, the gas, gas and Husky teams, or is it, you guys have one superstar? You know, I mean, it, it started as, I mean, they're all like, as you say, kind of under the umbrella now. Um, I mean, you know, it started as KTM. I can tell you, I mean, I'm a KTM guy. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking, I mean, we're, you know, that's, that's kind of where we are, but you know, if it's in that family and, and they're all in, you know, the, the headquarters is here. So it may evolve yeah. into something like that. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to know where that may go. That, that is a big deal for me as a long-term resident of Marietta and being involved in politics here. It's to see those two companies or our two companies work together in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that speaks volumes to the level of commitment we would be willing to do. I think is you, it's important to us. It's important for the community to know that and that, that those those types of things are happening right now. So, nice. Okay, you said you're a KTM guy. How dyed in the wool KTM are you? Were you a KTM guy before they had shock linkage? No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah. So we should qualify that and say a relatively new cover. But since I kind of got back into it, it's yeah. been all KTM. It's amazing. Like, okay, we've all been riding for quite some time, right? If you think back to like those days, if someone had told you KTM is going to be the powerhouse. The best-selling bike. I mean, I know I would have said, oh, yeah, what planet? But, I mean, lo and behold, here we are. Yeah. It's been amazing to see. I mean, I think, and, and for me, I mean, part of that, I think, is why I was also excited and really why I've been to KTM. I mean, they, they, 
I think all manufacturers, I mean, the game is so elevated now, but I mean, for an organization that really pursues it as, as much as possible every day and what they've done in the, that, the time frame that they've done it in, I mean, I think speaks volume to, you know, kind of just the, frankly, the commitment to excellence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the company, I couldn't ask for a better representation of professionalism and, and, and forward facing just good people representing the organization and, and out there in the industry trying to make the image of motocross and two wheels and racing as good as they can. I think they, they do a stellar job of that. Yeah. Um, okay. So KTM through the Red Bull affiliation is uh, the wings for life thing is still uh, around. Okay. So my brother, my older brother, he's a paraplegic. Um, do you guys have any opinions about uh, advancements and spinal cord injury treatment or things like that? So, I mean, it's like, all right, it's yeah. every motocross guy's worst dream, yep. worst nightmare. Right? For sure. I have opinions of what I think some of the manufacturers are doing with protective equipment. I think there's some some groundbreaking things happening right now to prevent that in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, with regards to, you know, clinical intervention on, on healing that, I probably won't speak to that because, you know, it's not my, not my wheelhouse. Uh, and I'm not qualified to either, although I think what I would say is that, I mean, one of the great things about medicine is it continually advances. Yeah. And there are things coming down the pike that would lead to reason for hope that, that there may be something, you know, better tomorrow than how we can currently do it today. And, and how we treat spinal cord injuries today, we, there's, there are people who have better recovery today than they would have, you know, 25 years ago. So, yeah. I mean, I do think there's hope for the future. It's hard to know what the, the final answer is. Yeah. A, a friend of mine here, it actually got paralyzed on a track that I used to race at in Whitney, Ricky James, um, local kid, obviously. Um, oh, he, uh, you know, it, when he got paralyzed, I mean, that, that's always the biggest fear of someone riding a dirt bike. You know, the moms, mm-hmm. you know, pointing their finger at you and the, or the, you know, doctors that, Hopefully we can break that uh, from happening, but that is the biggest fear. And so see him go through that and to see, um, you know, other riders as well, like you'd hope as soon as possible that that we get better protection, better education, um, and better clinical intervention if the injury were to happen. And I think he's right. I mean, it's it's coming. I think there will be a lot of leaps and bounds made. Yeah. It's funny. I, after my brother got hurt, I didn't ride for about three or four months and I was super depressed and super scared. And like yeah. my whole focus became how to help my brother yeah. and everything. But it's funny how kids sometimes have the, the purest outlook on things and everything. And I was sitting there one day and my youngest daughter, I think she was, she was probably about 10 or 11. She saw, how come you haven't been riding dad? And I'm all, oh, I'm scared. I don't want to like get hurt the same as uncle Ross. It's like everyone's worst fear. And she goes, what are the chances of two brothers yeah. that ride dirt bikes, yeah. both getting paralyzed. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Bright kid for 10 years old. Yeah, right. That way, right? There's, yeah. there's risk in anything you do. Yeah. There's risk in sitting on the couch doing nothing. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. You have to just choose and mitigate as much as possible. Yeah. I, I saw, uh, I met a guy at the track the other day. And he was part of like a, a military veterans team or something. But their slogan was, die living right yeah, that's awesome. and i was yeah. like i love that yeah you know because like yeah i, I you know, i'm 54 i've lived a great life i've had an amazing career my kids both grew up to be better people than me you know <laughs> that's uh, i'm ready to go yeah you know? so i'm gonna have fun right now and yeah. you know but i really like that die living yeah that is great it's great 
But uh, you know, you can take bigger risks when you have amazing places like Loma Linda to put you back together. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean that 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 is what I hope that you know. I mean, it's it's a big place, and and healthcare can feel impersonal. I think sometimes, and part of the other thing about being involved with things like this is that. I mean, there are things that we care about and, and want to be involved with. And I think I want, you know, we want the motorcycle community and the, and the active, you know, community. I mean, we are about whole person care and kind of healthy living. And and motocross athletes are some of the, the best conditioned athletes in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I think that helps convey the message, as John was saying, about health. And, and we want people to know, I mean, that there's something that we do care about other than just this big impersonal building like where you, you know you get health care and it's something mm-hmm. to be endured i mean and you kind of want to put a little bit of a personal you know spin on it and say you know we're we're here for the community i mean we care and we do things the same things that you guys do too mm-hmm. uh when i was leaving the trails where i was this morning yeah um chase curtis my partner and video guy he's staying and i'm like i gotta go i have, I have the podcast and i go with the loma linda guys he goes oh his grandpa just was hospitalized like mm. last week. He goes, you know, when we took my grandpa in, they, I, I'm like, you saw that display? Because I saw a picture of it. So Which like, was it, Marietta or uh, I think it was Marietta. Okay. But uh, he's off. Uh, I was like, there's a dirt bike on the Cooper Webb's bike. He goes, dude, I was looking at that bike. There's some parts that are nicer than a factory edition. So it sounds <laughs> like you guys got a, you got a real bike up there. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the oh, real yeah, deal. It's, um, it's the thing. They, uh. They built those when they first got them and, and held on to them because it was something we talked about early on as part of the, the relationship is we want to highlight and showcase that. We want people to walk in and see that we are dirt bike friendly. We're pro, we're obviously proud of this relationship as well. Have so, you started it up? No. Nope. So there's... You know, we had them take the gas, the oil, and the, oh, ba- yeah, the yeah, battery yeah. out of the bike for sure. Um, yeah. Nice. Okay, well, I mean, I've uh, asked all my ignorant questions, you know, because like, those are good questions. Uh, I'm, I'm just a fan, right? I want to know why. But uh, is there anything that we didn't cover that maybe you guys think uh, we should get out there? No, I think you said it. You, this is a great opportunity because your question of seeing the logo from Aaron's bike saying, what is that? What? Tell me about this. Yeah. A lot of people have asked me that. I'm sure Trevor can attest. We yeah. want this to be known of what we're trying to do. The, the intent for this is to, to kind of get that message out there of, of what we hope to achieve in the industry and to provide for the writers. So I think this is great. Um, I have no other additions to that. No, I, I think you've done really a great job, Don, as, as you would as a skilled interviewer. I mean, kind of leading us through kind of how we arrived here and what we, what we hope to do. And, you know, there'll be, there'll be people who, you know, are, are passionate fans of, of SWAT Moto and all of the, the things that you're doing that'll that may not be aware of kind of the why behind this they may be aware mm-hmm. that there's something so i appreciate the opportunity to kind of share a little bit of the, the drivers behind it nice okay so if you're at the dirt bike track in the area and you crash and you're in the ambulance you got to say take me to loma linda <laughs> he's got a county he's got to know which which <laughs> yeah. which one are you closer to <laughs> yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. yeah if you're if yeah. you're at uh Lake Elsinore, I don't know, maybe about an even distance. Yeah, we'll see. No, I, I, you know, I mean, the patient has a lot more rights today, I mean, mm-hmm. in all seriousness, than they did before. And so, even if it's not quite, I mean, they wouldn't take you over to, for example, Huntington no. Hospital no. in Pasadena, or if, yeah. if you're out here. But if it's in the area mm-hmm. as a patient, you're like, no, this is where I need to go. They, so, the last time I was at Loma Linda, uh, Fox Racing introduced a new helmet, right? And they also have Fox Raceway. 
And so the night before we went to Fox racing and got the whole spiel and like the details about the helmet and why, 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 why it was so great. And then they're okay. We're going to meet at Fox race. We don't want to ride. And apparently I got there and the main track that I like to ride was not open yet. So I went to the vet track. I mean, that's all I know. <laughs> I guess I ate crap, knocked myself out. I kind of have vague recollection of like getting up and going, oh man, because Fox helmets used to have a magnetic visor. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, I remember yeah. I was all, oh, my visor's off. I look like a goon. And I remember <laughs> snapping it back on and rode back to my truck. But the big uh, eye opener for all my friends around me, they were like, I looked at my truck and I'm all, why does my truck say Swap Moto Live on it instead of Transworld Motocross? Oh, wow. <laughs> they're like, and they're all, you're going to the hospital. Yeah. So they yep. took me to Loma Linda. Yeah. And uh, that was also the day that uh, Dean Wilson's dad, Andy, was yeah. there for a heart attack. Yep. Oh, wow. And I, because I remember we parked in the parking lot next to Dean's truck and I'm all, why is Dean here? <laughs> wow. Wow. But yeah, so definitely have some experience well, with Loma Linda. Good experiences. Uh, you're, you're better now. Yeah. You know, uh, remember, it's who you work for, who, what you yeah, what swap yeah, is all remember, about now, right? Yeah. <laughs> But um, hey guys, it was really an honor to have you guys here in our headquarters to do this podcast. And I thanks, thank you for giving us the time. And uh, thanks for supporting the sport. And I look forward to uh, seeing uh, Loma Linda associate with Red Bull KTM for some time. Well, Don, thanks thanks for having us here, and, and you know, thanks for everything that that you've done and allowed us to have some time with the sport that we that we care about. Cool. Yeah, I really appreciate it. All right, guys, thanks for uh, checking out the Midweek Podcast presented by Yoshimura R&D. See you next time.